0: You all got your Bibles with you this morning? Come on. How many people have enjoyed the series Pastor Mike's been preaching on? Can anybody remember what he's been preaching on? Destiny and purpose? Yeah. But, can I answer this question this morning? I mean, be honest. I mean, if you're too shy to put your hand up, keep it down. But how many people here this morning, you know what your purpose is in life? Raise your hand. You're clear. You have a clear understanding. Okay, put you, your hands down. If you don't have an, if you just got no idea what your purpose is in life, just put your hand up. Because it's, it, it's no problem to do that. Just put your hand up if you've got absolutely no idea, or you got a sort of a little bit of an idea. Why don't you just raise your hand? There's a, there's a few people around. in. But um, this morning, I want to just go along the lines of what Pastor Mike's been preaching about. And um, uh, but this morning, I, I believe that God wants to do something very, very powerful in your life. I believe that God wants to do something uh, in your life as an individual, but also as a church. And uh, I believe that in this, I mean, I've, I've been raised in this church. I've seen um, things happen. I've seen people come and people go. But I believe right now that we're in a, we're in a very crucial time. We're in a, uh, an, an incredible time in our church right now. I know in my life, and I know in uh, many people here today, you are in a crucial time. You're in a, a, a very powerful moment of your life. And uh, uh, I encourage you not to, uh, not to take uh, what Pastor Mike has been preaching on. Don't take it lightly because as we go through today, you will... Uh, I- I'm praying that something will come alive inside of you, that something somewhere inside of you will just... The lights are going to turn on. And uh, like I said, don't take it lightly because I know that, that God is doing something powerful, not just here and in our lives, not just in the church, but also across the body of Christ worldwide. And friends, I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that. And uh, right now, we have the opportunity to be part of that. And so, this morning, you can uh, you can listen to this message, or you can, uh, or you can just treat it as just another run of the, uh, just another Sunday. But I'm telling you, God is doing something, and the last thing you ever want to do is miss out when God is moving. Amen. Awesome. Why don't you just turn in your Bibles to Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse one? Give me a go when you got it. Here we are. Is that my heart beating? (laughs) How cool is that, man? (laughs) Chapter 3, verse 1. To everything there is a season. Everybody say season. A time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. Everybody say a time time. to be born. born. A time time. to live. live. This morning I want to talk about a time to be born. A time to be born. (laughs) He's excited. (laughs) Pastor Mike has been preaching off this verse. We're in a season right now. We're in a season of, of discovering our purpose. We're in a season of discovering our destiny. And uh, as we go through this, um, uh, I believe that God is going to just, just bring a revelation into your life. And I believe that many of you are going to start to come up a level. So there's a time for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. Let's just turn quickly to Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17 verse 26. Again, this is Paul. Uh, he's saying, uh, and he has made from one blood uh, every nation of men to dwell on the face of the earth. And he has determined, everybody say determined. The word determined means to, to declare or to proclaim or to, or to set in place. He has determined, he has purposed something to happen. He has purposed their pre-appointed times. Everybody say pre-appointed times. And the boundaries of their dwellings. You understand that, he, again, Paul is saying, uh, he, he is talking to the Ephesians. He's talking to a group of people. And he's talking about this, this, this God. So wherever you go in the world today, many people are conscious of a God. But here Paul is saying, he is... He, he is uh, Paul has got an understanding of, of this God that people are, uh, are wanting to know. And uh, he's saying uh, that there is, he has is predetermined. He has predetermined our existence on the earth. He has predetermined. He, is, he has determined something. He has set in place uh, something to happen. He has he he set in place a time for every nation, for every purpose, for every person to come into existence. He has determined it to, ha- to happen. And the Bible says there he has determined that the boundaries of their dwellings. So what he's saying is that there is, a, there is a time to be born. There is a time for existence. There is a time for you to come into the earth. There is a time for everybody to come into this earth. He's also saying there is a God has determined where everyone's going to work out. He is going to determine where the people of New Zealand. He has determined the nation of New Zealand. He has determined the, Australia, the, the nation. He has set it in place. He planned the whole thing. He planned the boundaries where people will live. He planned that, that these people will live over here, and these people will over, live over there. He has set in place the boundaries of their dwellings. Everybody go to one more verse, Ephesians two verse 10. Bible says, for we are God's workmanship. Everybody say workmanship. Created in Christ to do good works that he has prepared beforehand that we may find them, discover them, and walk in them. Everybody say a time to be born. Awesome. You've got to understand this, that you and I were created with free choice. You and I are living beings. You are not a robot. You're not, a, you're not an animal. Like I preached the other week about there was something that God did to, to, to people that he did not do to any other part of creation. One thing he did was he breathed his spirit. He did not breathe into the cat. He did not breathe into the dog. He breathed, he breathed into man, and man became a living being. One of the things he did, he, he, he put his spirit... Inside, he he he, When he breathed in, when he blessed man, there was a part of God. There was a part of His Spirit came and 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 was imparted. There was a seed of God that came into man and was imparted into man. He did not do that into any animal. See, friend, you got to understand that He gave us the power of choice. You and I have the power of choice. Animals do not have choice; they run by instinct. So the Bible, when, when you talk about the the, the, the birds and the and, and and the bees and the the Bible also talks about the sun, moon, and stars give them praise. The heavens declare His wonder; the heavens declare His splendor. And when the, the animals sing their song, that meant that there was just something in them. They are—it's uh, it, just instinct for them to praise God. There was something with, with the sound of a bird when he sings. It's just wired in the bird to sing. It doesn't have a choice to pra- It just praises God because God has said that you will praise me. But to man, he gave the power of choice that you and I could choose to prefer God above all else. Because if you never had that choice of free will, it would never ever be love. See, you would never have the I mean, I mean if it was a controlling a controlling situation means that you uh, that, that another will is opposed upon you, so God has given you and I the choice of free will you have the choice to choose God above all else you have the choice to choose god and the and the fact that you have the choice to choose god that means uh it's a, it's, a, it's a proper relationship. It's not a controlling thing. So you've got to, many of you will understand that life is full of choices. I and mean, many people know that their life is full of choices, that you can choose uh, many things. Uh, when God created the, uh, the animals, he said to Adam, you, you decide the name. You, whatever you choose to call that animal, that's what it's going to be called. Life is full of choices. You choose um, you choose what sort of car you're going to buy. You choose what sort of job you want to have. You choose um, how you're going to cut your hair. You choose what sort of clothes you wear. You, you choose... Uh, there's many choices that... I mean, life was full of choices. We could go all, about, all day about how many choices people face in life. Friends, the thing is, you can choose today. You can choose life or death in your life. In your, in your journey of life, you can choose. You have the power of choice. Of whether you have a, a life full of abundance or you have a life that is death. You you choose whether you fuller, you live a prosperous life. You choose whether you walk down a certain path or walk whether you walk down a different path. You choose. It's not dictated to you how you live. See life is full of choices. You choose whether you are whether you live in blessing or you choose whether you live in cursing. You choose whether you live in victory or whether you, cho- or you choose to live in defeat. It is a choice in every one of us. So the kind of life that we live is based on the choices that we make or the decisions that we make. So you can, te- you can determine a, uh, a ship's direction, you can determine a ship's uh, destination by looking at the track and looking at the, the, the waypoints or the decisions or the choices that the captain has made in that ship, and you can get a general idea where that ship is heading. So you can choose. Your life is full of choices. Circumstances can contribute to our, our destiny, but you and I alone are the sole possessors of our destiny. See, so when the, the, the Israelites came to, uh, came to the promised land, the Lord had delivered it. There, was, there, there were things that had contributed to them taking that land, but they still had to possess the land. You have a destiny in front of it. There's, there's circumstances around your life that, that, that take place, but you alone... uh, you have the power of your destiny in your hand. You choose. Friend, if I choose to be happy, you can't make me mad. If I choose to live in victory, you cannot defeat me. If you choose to be a victor, I won't be a victim. If you choose life, you can't kill me. If I choose blessing, you cannot curse me. Life is full of choices. You have choices in front of you right now. But you know, there are some things in life that are not our choosing. (laughs) Some things in life we can't choose. I mean, uh, you, you, you cannot choose... To be born a Maori, you cannot choose to be born Asian. You're not in that womb, and you're saying to yourself, "Man, uh, I, I'm going to be Chinese when I come out." When I come out of this womb, I my, my, my parents men that they are white as white, but I'm going to be Chinese when I come. You cannot choose that. Lineage is something that you cannot choose. You cannot choose who your parents are. You cannot choose who your relatives are. You cannot choose uh, what your brothers and sisters... You cannot choose your brothers and sisters. <laughs> you cannot... Or to a certain extent when you... I mean, people sort of found... Michael Jackson seemed to have found a way, but... <laughs> but you, can, you cannot choose what you are, your features are going to be, look like. You cannot choose whether you're going to be short. You cannot choose whether you're going to be tall. You cannot choose whether you're going to be this colour or that colour. There are some things in life that you cannot choose. You cannot choose where you will be born. You cannot choose when you will be born. Some things in life you can choose, some things in life you cannot choose. So, if you didn't choose them, who did? if you didn 't choose to be born European, if you didn 't choose to be born South African, if you didn 't choose to be born Maori or Pacific Islander, who chose if you didn 't choose it, chose it, God must have chosen it in Jeremiah chapter one, verse five it says um, Jesus is talking to Jer- uh, God is talking to Jeremiah, and he says, before I formed you in the womb, before you were even a form, before you were even a body, before your flesh was even Matter, before you were formed, I knew you. Pastor Mike talked about this the other week, and uh, a, a lot of this was, you know, I've got from Pastor Mike's message. But uh, uh, but the Bible says, he, God said to 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 uh, to Jeremiah, before you were formed, before you were were a body, before you were were even a fetus, I knew you. I knew what you were going to be like. I knew what color you were going to be. You're, I knew what if you I knew that you're going to have curly hair. I knew that you were going to be a hairy man. Before you were in the womb, before you were absolutely, you were a substance that I could touch. Before you were there, I, I knew what you were going to be like. I knew you. The Bible says here, before, before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you. I set you in place. I gave you a purpose before you were even materially in existence. I ordained you. I gave you a purpose. As Pastor Mike talked about this the other week. He says your purpose predestines or or pre sorry precedes your existence. So before you were flesh and blood, God knew you. Before you were flesh and blood, God already had a purpose for your life. You may have surprised somebody when you came into the earth. but you didn 't surprise God got to understand that people are purposes that have a time appointed for that purpose to be manifested and to be fulfilled on the earth and if you weren't, if you haven 't been listening to pastor Mikes t- you, you should you can download them off the internet for free or you can get a cd absolutely phenomenal you 've got to understand the power you 've got to understand the the um, the importance of what he's been preaching on. Um, So if I I didn't choose it, God must have chosen it. If I didn't choose my existence, God must have chosen it. When our arrival on the earth came to be, when you turned up, when you came out of your mother's womb, it was a statement, it was a a time where a, a purpose had come to be fulfilled. The time for a purpose had come. When you came into the earth, doesn't matter what the circumstances were surrounding that. When you entered into the world, the time came for a purpose. How many women have you had a baby before? <laughs> you all know when it's, when it's time, it can't be stopped. When that baby's ready to come out, it's coming out when the, when the, when the seed has been in the worm and it's been there for nine months, when it's time for it to come out, you can't stop it. It is time. If it comes out beforehand, there are complications, there can be issues. When, it's, when the time has come for something, when the time has come for a purpose to be fulfilled, you can't stop it. See, friends, you've got to understand that everyone, no one comes into the world with nothing. Everyone comes into the world with, subs- with something from their mother's line. Everybody comes into the world with something from their father's line. It's what's called DNA. There's a little bit of DNA comes from your, the building blocks of who we are. A little bit comes from our mom. A little bit comes from our dad. And together, uh, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's lineage. And when it comes together, uh, there's, there's, there's a joining. And out of that DNA, uh, we have you. So if I look at you right now, I look at your life, there's a little bit of you, there's a little bit of your mother in there, and there's a little bit of your father. Some have more than the others, but at the end of the day, the DNA, the natural DNA in you is a part. You don't come into the world with nothing. You don't come into the world empty-handed. You come into the world bringing something. You know, there's some things in your life that, uh, I mean, you're like, if you look at your body, uh, I mean, you look, at some, you, you look at one person, they say, wow. Well, they look like their father, or wow, well, they look like their mother. Or they've got blue eyes, and they've got brown eyes, and they've got this sort of hair, oh, he's this sort of size, he's, this, he's that. They look like their mother, or they look like their father, so you can't bring something of what, of the person that has gone before you, you bring something of them into existence with you. It's what's called DNA. And there's some things that you bring into your life that you never, you never learnt. You just got them because they were already in you. See, I mean, if you look at my fa- our family, man, my mum and dad have got seven kids. Phenomenal. You look at them, every one of us, we're all got similarity. I mean, you can see a little bit of mum, you can see a little bit of dad in each, one, each and every one of us. But none of us came into the world with nothing in our hands. Every one of us has got something of mum and something of dad's line inside of us. You understand what I'm talking about. Every one of us came into the earth with something. No one taught us that. I mean, you never teach a kid to lie. They just lie instinctively. Why? Because we're all born into sin. But there are some things that we are born with that nobody taught you. Nobody showed you. Nobody. They were just there. It's like I love boats. Nobody told me you need to love boats. Every time, ever since I was a kid, I love boats. Why? Because... Other people in my family love boats. Uh, you, you look at my my, my brother. He loved. He, he, he's into he's into sports. Nobody told him to take an interest. Nobody taught him. He was it was already in him. It was wired in him to throw the ball. You know what I'm talking about? For some of you, you were never. Uh, no one taught you to sing. You just came out of that womb and you were singing. There are some things in your life that you never learned. But they came, somebody put them there. Who put them there? Some people came and, and they've got music in their bones. Some people don't know the first thing about music. So everyone comes into the world bringing something. And uh, you've got to understand that if if you never learned it, If nobody taught you it, then how did it get there? It got there because God put it there. God put music in some people's bones. God put business in somebody some people's bones. God put sports in some people's bones. God put arts in some people's bones. Man, I can't even draw I can hardly even draw a stick figure. But some people, man, they can just sit there and sketch out this massive beautiful picture. I thought I mean I've tried to learn to draw. But I can't, it's just not in me. And some people, you know, you can learn music. But if you try and learn something that's not wired in you, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you'll never ever be able to pick it up properly. You'll never ever be as good as the person. You'll never ever accelerate with the momentum with the person that actually has it within you. You can learn it. But everyone comes into the world bringing something. It's not the same as having it in you. Now, the other thing is, so we're looking at natural things that come into our life. There's natural, natural giftings. If you look at um, uh, generally Maoris or uh, islands, man, they've got music wired in their bones. There are some things in you that you do not learn. They're in there because God put them there. You all understand what I'm talking about. So we're talking about a natural sense, but also there's a spiritual context as well. There are some things that came into your, that come through your bloodline that you never chose them. They were predestined. There are some, as a result of sin, as and, and as a result of of generational sin, uh, there's been the there, curses have come into curses have come into bloodlines. Generational curse. I mean, a, a generational curse, or a, some people, some races, some. Uh, some bloodlines have a certain weakness inside of their life as well as the strengths they have a certain weakness so whenever you put somebody of a particular bloodline into a, into, a and into, an, into an environment which, which cultivates or which nurtures that weakness their weakness will accelerate much much quicker than somebody else that doesn't have that weakness in their bloodline Do you understand what I'm talking about so what, uh, what is in us resonates with the culture around us. So if you know that, that your culture, whether it be South African, whether it be Ireland, whether it be uh, European, whatever it is, if you know that there's a weakness uh, in there, you need to be careful what sort of environment that you put yourself in. Because if you do put yourself into that environment, you will accelerate down. But at the same, the same, uh, in the same context, there are also, uh, you know what, you, you, I reckon, I mean, I look back in the past and, and, you know, this church is great with spiritual freedom. But I reckon sometimes we, we focus a lot, way too much on negative things that have come down through our generation. And it's all very well, I mean, it's, it's good. You, you, you must deal with that sort of stuff because it's not going to go away. But at the same time, um, it's, it's almost like, you know, when we, uh, when we remember people, or when we associate people, most of the time we associate people with a particular weakness inside of their life. But it's, I mean, it just seems to be the culture that's around um, New Zealand. I, I don't know how far their culture extends to. But there's something that, just, that, that draws to the negative. But you've got to understand that spiritual stuff that comes down your bloodline is not all bad. There is bad stuff in there, and we've got, to, and we're, and we've got an anointing on this church to, to deal with that sort of stuff. But I'll tell you, there's some stuff in your bloodline that you didn't choose, but God put it there. And it's not a weakness, but it is a strength. There is something of the seed of God, because when God breathed into you, he put something inside of you. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna man, We're gonna get all excited here, man. So there's a part of the DNA of God that part of God's DNA is put inside of your life. He breathed into Adam, the father of all. So when Adam sinned, yes, sin came into death and weakness came into uh, into people's bloodlines. But that did not quench the DNA of God. Do you think uh, the idolatry do you think idolatry do you think all these things that we do absolutely totally cancels out the DNA of God go Absolutely not Do you think God looks at a, a bloodline and says oh my god there is some bad stuff in there oh i'm not going to do nothing i'm going to pull all my stuff all the stuff that I've the my spirit my seed that i've put i'm going to take that out He doesn't do that <laughs> Quite. When you look at the tribes of Israel, when God brought Israel out of uh, out of Egypt, out of a place of bondage, um, there was there's twelve tribes of Israel. The twelve different tribes—they all came from the one seed. They all came from the one father. They were all different. they were all camped around the temple they were all had a love for God, they all were part of God's family when you look at my, I mean, my brother man man, you want to see the guy bowl, he can bowl, he can have that cricket ball flipping so quick down the pitch, can I do it? no way but when you put him in a culture, when you when you put when you, when, you, when you put him in front of the TV, when you put him in front of a, a sporting match where there is cricket on, man, he is just he comes alive. You put me in a boatyard, my wife will just leave me to it, but I come alive. I oh, look at these boats, look, look, look at them. Oh, there is something inside of me that just like some people with music. I mean, some people hate music. Some people are just like, I can't play nothing. I can't even play ukulele. I could not even play a kazoo. (laughs) But with another person, you put them into a music scene, and it's like, man, they were born playing the guitar. You don't have to teach them nothing. They can just play it. Same with, the, with these tribes of Israel, there was something of the... Yes, every one of them had sin in there, but every one of them also had the DNA of God in them. Every one of them had a characteristic. Every one of them had something that God had put inside of them. So when you look at the tribe of Levi, Levi, the, the word Levi means to be connected. Out of the tribe of Levi, God raised up priests because there was a separation from between man and God, so God needed somebody. God needed somebody with the DNA of connection to make that connection back to back to God. So when God needed a priest, He chose somebody from the tribe of Levi. But when God needed when God needed a uh, a praiser. When God needed somebody that will bring worship into the house, when God needed somebody that will bring praise, when when God needed somebody that could pick a fight with somebody, He called Judah. Different characteristics, but of the same seat. I mean, there's I mean, there's another tribe, another one, Dan, for example, Dan. Dan, whenever God needed a judge, whenever God needed, you look at Samson; he was came from the tribe of uh, tribe of Dan. Why was that? Because Dan had uh, um, they had uh, they had a sense of intellect; they could reason stuff out, they could talk stuff out, they could negotiate. So whenever God needed a judge, he chose somebody from the tribe of Jack, Dan. Generally, why? Because there was something inside of them. So when they got put into the culture, where the seed with the, the, the seed that God had put inside of them resonated with the external culture, God came and did something awesome. So when, when God needed when, when, it like when, when, when Judah was about to go to war or something like that, it, God would just say, "Where are my praises? Where's my band? Where's my people? that know how to praise." You bring them out. So when the the, the people of Judah that would come out, they had music in their bones, they had something inside of them. Maybe they couldn't put two things together, but damn, they could play music. Man, they could praise God. Man, they could swing a sword. So when God needed somebody to praise, when God needed somebody to to shift an atmosphere, he would bring somebody from the tribe of Judah. And when somebody from the tribe of Judah would get on their guitar, or when they get on the drums, he would just say, you just need to play. You just need to worship me. And something resonates and my enemies will flee before you. Friends, they didn't even need to pick up a sword sometimes. Just because something inside of them resonated with the call of God, God God accelerated it to a new level. See, God has a way, if you look at at history, God has a way of preserving his seed. So you know when he knew that one day that that there was going to be a Goliath that would come and that that would stand and, and defy the face of the Israelites. But see, God already had planned a long time ago that there'd be a young boy from the tribe of Judah that learned how to swing a... Swing a stone, although it seemed small, although it seemed simple, although it seemed insignificant, he was the shortest he wasn't the, his, his, his physical DNA was that he wasn 't the tallest he wasn 't the smartest, but he had something inside of him. He had a love for God, and he dealt when he dealt with the things in his life, when the time came for him to come into his fulfillment when it was time for him for his purpose in life to be made manifest on the earth, he was ready. See, God knew that there was going to be a a Goliath. So God already had prepared a lineage of people. He had already arranged circumstances. He had already arranged it right before he was born, that one day at this particular time in in, in history, there would be a, a Goliath, yes, but there would also be a young boy that would literally defy him and bring him to the ground. It was wired in his DNA to do it. So when the time came when to, for him to face Goliath, when he walked through that valley and he was in the shadow of Goliath, man, he knew on the inside, man, that boy ain't going to bring me down. Because I've dealt with things in my life. There was something inside of him. So there's a God has a purpose for your life. And there is a time for your life. So that's quite contrary to, to evolution, where it would say that you are just a an accident. It's not true. You're timing your arrival in this place. Interesting. Um, my my. Um, I mean, many people know. Past, you know, Dad, he's a he's a tremendous minister all around the world. All around the world, people are just lives are being transformed. People here, your lives are being transformed by what's in his life. Everywhere, all around the world. I mean, thousands and thousands of people just literally set free, literally healed. One of the things I remember this. One of the things I used to do as a as a little boy was I used to love talking to his dad. Um, Used to used to call him Pop, and um, Pop was in World War Two, and uh, he was a was a hard man, but uh, but I used to love listening to him tell me stories, and uh, and he used to tell stories about the war, and. uh, one of the things is this. The stories that he told me were, were, were phenomenal. Like he never he never in himself achieved greatness. In fact, he nearly faced the firing squad. Yeah. Even to the point of his death, he had no understanding. He could tell you stories of how clouds would appear, how he would hear voices and the sounds of, of, uh, of, of explosions around him. Countless amount of times... Miraculously saved, and he, I mean, he wasn't, wasn't dumb, he was pretty smart, but he could not understand why he was still kept alive. Because God knew that one day there will be a generation of people. One day God knew that there was going to be a base to the outreach center. One day, God knew that there was going to be a, a, a bunch of people that had been hurt, that had been abused, that needed somebody to stand up and say, hey man, I'll stand with you. I'll bring down Goliath. Because God knew that you were going to be here today, that God knew that there was going to be a time, that there was going to be a season where he would need a man to stand up and bring victory into people's lives. That and there would be a man that would be needed to help bring victory. See, God preserved the seed inside. God pre- preserved the purpose. God preserved it to a point when it was time. The reason why he didn't face the firing squad, the reason why he didn't, um, he didn't die in the war, because there was a purpose. Because there was a time God had something, and God preserves his seed for that purpose to come, because the time had not come. The very fact that you are here today is an indication that God has preserved something in your bloodline. The very fact that you are here today, the very fact that you're the color you are, the fact that you have the shape that you are, the fact that you have the history that you have, the fact that you are here in this place today is testimony that God has preserved something in your bloodline for such a time as this. God may have used different things to get you here. You may have cho- not chosen the womb. You may have not chosen you can't choose your, your father, you can't choose your, your mama. But God chose them for you because there was something in that DNA, there was something in that DNA that would come together and make you. This isn't natural. There's also a, a spiritual bloodline as well. I mean, don't, you th- don't ever think that those tribes of, of Judah, those tribes of Levi, those, that tribe of Dan, man, they kept on multiplying. There is a spiritual DNA that also has come down through your bloodline. Not just negative, but there's a positive one as well. The fact that you are here today, is a testimony to that. God has preserved something for you today. We're going to get into it very, very shortly. We're going, to, we're going to finish up in a minute. See, there are things that God has used to get you there, like in a natural sense with your mother and father that you couldn't choose. God used them to get you here today. You may have surprised them, but you didn't surprise God. But also in a spiritual sense, there are people here today, uh, you, you, God put something in your life that, um, God used different vehicles, God used different uh, vessels in order to get you here today. You may be from a the Christian outreach center. You may have come from a brethren background. You may have come from a catholic background. You may have come from a, a baptist background. You may have come from a bay city background. It doesn't this is this is something beyond church. This is something called the kingdom of God which is much larger than the church. You may have come from a ve- God may have used a particular vessel, a particular womb. Not of your choosing. And when the seed came inside of your life whether it be the seed of the gospel there was something of God it was, I mean people from the Catholic background I mean there are limitations with the womb there's limitations with Bay City there's limitations with different churches but when that seed came inside of you like for the Catholics for example I mean we can bag different religions and whatnot, but Something very strong with the Catholics is they have a deep awareness of God. There was something that came into their life. There was something that came in. I mean, my, my dad, I mean, we were raised I went to a Catholic school. My, my father was Catholic. My mum was brethren. But there was something. It was a womb that God used to bring them to a place where they could come and be birthed into the kingdom. They didn't choose, dad didn't choose to be a Catholic, mum didn't choose to be a brethren. But God used that as a vessel for, to plant a seed in, to plant something of Him inside of them that would, that would, that would, that would, that would grow, that would develop, that would start to shape, that would come to a point where it was time to be born. It got to a place where it was nurtured, where it was fed. And then there was another birthing. You may look at your background and say, oh, I come from a background background of Catholic or exclusive brother or whatever every one of us can look at our background and say oh we've come from that and and this is what makes us like we are today you may not have chosen that but one thing you can choose to do is take the good from what you did have forget the rest and move on you choose whether you live your life in blessing or you choose whether you live your life under cursing Just have the band up, please. There is something inside of your life right now. For some of you, you're wired for business. For some of you, you're wired for music. But when you get put into a place where The seed, the the culture, the, the, the seed of God, the DNA of God that is within you. When you get put in an environment that calls to that within you, something inside of you will stand up. Something inside of you will come alive and say, this is the reason that I've been born. This is the reason that I'm here today. It's not just about preaching. For some of you, you're wired for business. You're not preachers. You're wired to make money. You're wired to extend the kingdom of God. Some of you may be accountants. You're not here to count money. You're here to shift culture. You've got a, a way to be able to analyze people's businesses. There's something that God has wired you in a way to bring freedom into people's lives. Some of you here today, you've got music in your bones. God can use that. You put yourself in a, in a, in a, in a position with a culture. That is why it's important that in this church that we, that we maintain a culture that, to, to bring forth. You may not have chosen stuff in your past, but what you can choose is what's going to happen now. What you can choose is how your destiny will work out what you can choose is to stand up, to shake off the stuff of the past, to embrace the call to embrace what God has placed in your life. To stand up, to manifest what God has put in your life. Not the bad stuff, but the good stuff. Get rid of the bad stuff. Manifest the good stuff in you. When you do that, something inside of you will stand up and shake this generation. Friend, you've got to understand... Pastor Mike has been preaching on destiny and purpose. We were singing this song uh, before. The time has come for us to stand for all we believe in. We're singing another song, Destiny, calling out to me. Friend, you got to understand, God is trying to say something. God is trying to say, God, I've got you to a point right now. I've got you to a point where something inside of you is ready to give birth. I've got you to a point. I have preserved you for a day for today. That is why you are here today. I have preserved something inside of you. Something that that abuse could not destroy. Some of you have been abused. God brought you through that place because he knew what he put inside of you would not be broken. Some of you have come to the point of bankruptcy, but you're still here. You never quit because there was something inside of you Something is, Some people tonight, you've, this morning, you've been through stuff. You've faced death. But God has preserved something inside of you. Why? Because it is your time now. It is our time. God wants to release something in our nation. God wants to release something in your life, in this church, in our community. The time is now. You've got to choose to stand up, to grow up, to embrace God's purpose for your life, and walk in it. You know, when Joseph was sold into slavery, just, just finishing up shortly, it appeared like circumstances, that it appeared like people. His brothers had done some tough things to him. So you could understand that when he came into the place of authority, he said these words, you meant it to destroy me, but God meant it for my good. God never changed his mind. God didn't just turn it for his good. God meant it for his good. God meant it for some of you today, uh, you're, not every bump in the road, not every, not every obstacle, not all abuse was, was, was brought for the devil. But God put stuff there for you to walk over, for you to, to have something built in your life. For some of you, if you'd had everything handed on your plate, you would never ever be the person that you are today. If you'd never been backstabbed, if you'd never been abused, if you've never been faced sickness, if you've never faced bankruptcy, You would never be the person you are today. See, God had to bring you through some stuff to make you the person that you are today because he knew that you would be here today, that you'd be listening to Pastor Mike about about purpose and destiny, and he would bring you to a place where you have got to make a choice of whether you will stand up or whether you won't. It's time to be born. It's time for you to be born. Just close your eyes right now. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your presence here right now. There are two births that God intends to take place in our life. First one is the natural. You're here today because you were born. (laughs) Because you came out of somebody's womb. A womb that God used to get you here, a womb that God used for the purpose to come into form. Circumstances for people here may may be varied. Maybe it's a bit of a surprise, but never to God. (laughs) You are here. You are alive on this earth, in this season, in this year, in this time, because God wanted you to be here if he did not want, to be, want you to be here, you would not be here. You are here because God wants you to be here. You are in this earth. You are in Hastings. You're in Bay City. You're in the job. You are there because God wants you to be there. But there's another birth thing that takes place. It's when we, there's another, when we receive the gospel. Bible says, unless a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. For some of you here today, you need to come to the next stage where you receive Christ, where you receive the gospel, where you receive him into your life. And as you receive him into your life and you allow him to work inside of your life, there will come a time when you will be birthed into the purpose that God has for your life. Some of you here tonight, this morning, you need to receive Christ. Some of you here this morning, you know inside of your heart. You've been listening to the pastor, Mike. You've been listening to the series of purpose. You know right now, inside of you, it is time for you to be born. It is time for the purpose that God has for your life to be manifested on this earth. It's time. It's time now. If you're here this morning, you do not know Jesus Christ, but you want to allow him, his spirit to come inside of your life so you can experience the kingdom of heaven, why don't you just raise your hand? Someone down the back there, there's people down the back. Is there anyone else? Do you not know Jesus Christ? You can put your hands down there. Every eye closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you're in a place that you understand that God has brought you through some stuff. You know you, there's an awareness inside of your life right now that it is your time for you to stand up, it is your time for you to be born, it is time for the purpose as you've gone through these messages of discovering your purpose, as you've walked through that, you know it's time now for you to stand up. It's time for that purpose to be manifest. Why don't you just raise your hand right now too? Why don't we all just stand up very quickly? We're just going to go into this song, Holy, 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 and then uh, into destiny calling out to me. If you raised your hand and wanted to receive Jesus Christ, I'd love to, for you to come up and see me afterwards. I'd love to lead you through a prayer. But as we just sing in this song, if you know that right now God is speaking to you, God is telling you, you know it is time for you to be born. You know it is time for you to step in to what God has created you for. Just as we sing this song, I just want you to come up to the front. Here we go.